I don't know. I mean, I just play with an edge. I, I think that that was something, you know, you know, I wanted to bring to the table. Um, I do not like to lose. This is not a good feeling. Uh, I don't want it to be a familiar feeling. So I definitely want to get back out there and, and get a victory, um, you know, and get us back on track. So I, I think, you know, it's a little bit of an edge to me. Um, I, I want that to rub off on everybody. I want us to be, you know, have an attitude with us out there on the field. So I'm excited to get back to work and uh, get us back on track. Three tight ends on. Pickett trying to sneak it. Trying to get there. Touchdown. And on first down. Roll. Throw. Diving catch is made at the 30-yard line by Pat Fryer move from the shotgun. Pickett. On the move. Then it's up and run. First down yardage. Here's a third and four. Pickett. Throw it. Sideline. Back shoulder. Catch is made. Is it inbounds? It is. And ever since that play, the, the energy has completely shifted. Pickett throwing, got his man inside the five-yard line to about the two. That's Friermuth again. Pickett looking for the end zone. He got there. Touchdown, Steelers. What is up, guys? You are listening to the Montreal Madness Podcast with your host, Tony Montreal. The era of Trubisky is no more, as Mike Tomlin announced that the Steelers' first-round pick, Kenny Pickett, after coming into the second half in their loss against the Jets, will be the starter not just in Week 5 against the Bills, but for the foreseeable future. You know, this experiment with uh, Mitch Trubisky that they tried just did not work out. I mean, holy shit, it took five turnovers, seven sacks, a blocked extra point, and a missed, what was it, a 29-yard field goal in overtime just uh, just to win one game. You know, it took all, all of that to win one freaking game. So it's just safe to say that this experiment did not work out. We're moving on to Kenny Pickett. And, you know, despite him throwing three picks uh, in that second half last Sunday, he just looked like, you know, like the guy. You know, he looked like the guy that can carry this Steelers team on his back uh, for, you know, the next hopefully 10 to 15, 15 years or whatever it may be. You know, it just, you know, you you can you can throw out stats all you want. Just visually watching Kenny Pickett, you know, giving his team um, that extra boost of energy that they were lacking uh, through the first uh, three and a half uh, games. You know, they just, you know, were lackluster in offense under Trubisky. You know, Trubisky showed no signs of any confidence whatsoever. You know, despite being named captain on the team, he showed no true signs of leadership um, in the huddle. He just looked scared out there. You know, he looked like he was just playing not to lose. And, you know, half of me thinks that, you know, the reason for that is because Mike Tomlin told him to play ultra-conservative and play not to lose. Um, But that's neither here or there. You know, it was just a failed experiment, however you want to look at it. You know, I was just talking about how he looked like on the field, you know, lack of leadership, lack of confidence. You know, half of his dropbacks, he would throw off his back foot. 
um, which just caused so many accuracy issues. Then you'd see his own teammates, you know, throwing their hands in the air, looking up at the sky, you know, acting like, oh, my God, Trubisky, just give me the ball, or what are you doing? You had me open, you know? They they just visually on the field just looked unenthusiastic having um, Trubisky under center. But in just 30 minutes seeing Kenny Pickett play, holy crap. I mean, if it wasn't for the turnovers, the Steelers would have won. You know, you can say all you want about the defense giving up 10 points. And, you know, I agree that, you know, this so-called top five defense that everybody wants to label the Steelers as should not have blown blown a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter against Zach Wilson and the freaking Jets. Like, that shouldn't happen. It just, it the Jets are the Jets. The Steelers blown a 10-point lead to the Jets. That's honestly just downright pathetic. But if not for the turnovers, the Steelers would have won that game hands down. And it's because the offense was finally starting to click. They were finally starting to move the ball down the field. And it was because Kenny Pickett came in, you know, just threw caution to the wind. He was just going to be himself out there. You know, he wasn't going to let anybody tell him what to do. You know, he was going to make stuff happen. Uh, He made throws that Trubisky would have had no business even throwing, let alone completing. One right off the top of my head is obviously the one where he threw the Friar Muth right down the middle of the field to about the three-yard line. Uh, As soon as he released that ball took a shot to a defensive tackle. He absolutely got pancaked, but came up smiling and laughing at the guy who knocked his ass to the ground. That's the kind of attitude I want my quarterback. A guy who does not fear anything. He doesn't know how to play conservative. You know, a guy, you know, he just goes out there and slings it. Does that remind you of anybody? <laughs> it should. That's that's Ben Roethlisberger right there. Uh, He has that Ben Roethlisberger-type attitude in him, and that's what I was most happy uh, about seeing, uh, watching Kenny Pickett take the field for the first time um, in a meaningful game. You know, he just just looked like he had that it factor, and uh, to bring some hockey into this, um, you know, it's almost uh, hockey season come up here in the next week or so. Uh, You know, I know this might be a little bit far-fetched, but, you know, Kenny Pickett, doesn't have the most strongest arm you know he's not a uh josh allen you know heaving the ball down the field 80 yards he's not a lamar jackson with his legs you know he's not that quick or fast but he's almost like a Sidney crosby you know you know Sidney crosby he's not known for his you know great wrist or slap shot he's not known for you know blowing by people using using his speed down the ice no what does he do he he represents his confidence and leadership he he can make he he can you know make plays in the clutch you know and crosby among anything else he makes everybody around him two times better than what they really are and i believe that's what kenny pickett can bring to the steeler team not only can he play very well but he can play very well in the clutch and probably more importantly he can make his teammates around him that much better and that's what I literally saw in just 30 minutes of play. Moving the ball, gaining gaining first downs on third downs, not, not uh, uh, having any negative plays, just throwing the ball where only his receivers could get it, you know. And now, like I said, I know a couple times he did make a couple errors in, with those picks, you know. But hey, 
the last pick was a Hail Mary. That's not on him. It's just, it is what it is. It's a Hail Mary. The first one, freaking Claypool, that should have been caught. You know, I watched a replay of that close up. And if you do see that replay um, with Chase Claypool uh, close up, you can tell that that ball hit right in the hands where only he could catch it. And he dropped it. I'm not going to get into this too much here, but I think Claypool is the most overrated freaking player there is on the Steelers roster. You know, at the beginning of the year, what do you say? Oh, a top three wide receiver in the NFL? He's not even a top three wide receiver on his team. It's just that those kind of players, you know, that level of maturity and stuff like that, like, you don't need them on your team. You know, if it were me, I would have cut his ass after the Vikings game last year. But again, that's neither here or there. So I don't blame uh, Kenny Pickett with his first pick either. The only problem I had was his uh, second pick, which is probably the most costly pick of the day on Sunday, was where he was where he said in an interview after the game where he was trying to throw it out of bounds. He just didn't put it high enough. And Fryermuth, you know, he didn't know he was trying to throw it out of bounds, so he tried to catch it, tipped off his hands, and it was ultimately picked. So that was the only real blemish that uh, Pickett had on the day. But you could see he could make every throw. He can make every throw under pressure, deep, short, intermediate, down the middle of the field, and his pocket presence was unbelievable. You know, there are a couple times where he was running for his life, but he knew where to step in and step out of the pocket. Um, he knew that, you know, if he had open grass, just to take what the defense was giving him. Um, you know, I love to see that, where Trubisky just wasn't doing that at all. So I think, you know, we have a real one with Kenny Pickett. I think, you know... He can be kind of like a Sidney Crosby-type player um, he, where he just makes everybody better around him. He performs well in the clutch and under pressure. Um, you know, He may not have any tangible abilities that just pop off the board at you, but you know, you don't need that when you have, when you have that it factor in you, you know, just like Sidney Crosby. He doesn't wow you with a shot or a speed or anything like that. He's just an all-around great player who makes uh, everybody around him better. That's what Kenny Pickett can do. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes, guys. Um, I think the Steelers team, unlike a lot of people, I don't think they're a playoff caliber team this year. Uh, you know, I know I said at the beginning of the year where I thought they had the potential to even win a playoff game. Well, they just proved to me again that they're that they're not. Uh, they're definitely not deep enough. Their depth is very, very much lacking. And I don't care what you say about injuries. You know, look at Buffalo. They're the number one overall rated defense this year, and they were the one number one overall rated uh, defense last year as well. Last year, the last half of the year, they have out Tredavious White. He is arguably a top five defensive back in the league. He hasn't played a game yet this year. Plus, they lost uh, their two starting safeties for a game, and they lost, uh, I think, Mike uh, Hyde for the rest of the year. Uh, they are really thin in secondary right now. A bunch of injuries, yet they are still somehow ranked number one in total defense uh, this year. So don't give me the excuse about all the injuries, bullcrap. That's not it. This team just isn't talented enough, and it's just not deep enough to make any sort of a run in the playoffs, let alone even make the playoffs. So guys, let's just pump the brakes on the fact that, you know, although we got a major, major upgrade in quarterback, this team still has a lot of major holes for the Steelers to go anywhere, and especially starting one of three. With the Bills, the Bucks, the Eagles, and the Dolphins coming up in their next four games, I mean, that's one of the toughest four game stretches that you'll yet you can ever think of for this year. So just throwing all that together, 
you know, basically what I'm saying is, you know, yes, we got a good quarterback now. Um, and he's going to be a, what I believe to be a great quarterback um, in the future. But as far as this year is concerned, they're they're not doing much. So you're only giving yourself heartache if you think the Steelers can do what Big Ben did in 2004, his rookie year, where he um, came in, won 15 straight games, and made it all the way to the AFC uh, championship game. This ain't that, guys. This team is not that. So if you're like me, what you should be doing, instead of worrying about wins and losses, just worry about the Steelers showing signs of improvement, especially on offense. You know, if they can start scoring, you know, three touchdowns a game, uh, sprinkling a couple field goals in there, and start scoring anywhere from 24 to 27 points per game, I think that is a hell of a major improvement, and they will, in fact, be more competitive this year if they can improve to that level, which I think they can reach to by the end of the year of Kenny Pickett. I just think it'll be a little bit a little too little too late for the Steelers to make any sort of a playoff run. Um, that's all I'm saying. You know, it's about time. You know, the Steelers are due for a high-end draft pick. You know, it's been since 2000, 2003 since they've had a top-10 draft pick, and coincidentally, that's whenever they drafted Ben Roethlisberger following that year they went 6-10. and 10. Um, So, you know, to me, they're long, they're long overdue for a semi-sort of rebuild. To me, this year's a perfect year. Throw Kenny Pickett in there. See how well he does, especially, you know, his first four games against this gauntlet of teams that I just mentioned. You know, couple that with the last half of the year, see how he improves. You know, just let this be a a learning experience for him. And then next year, maybe after getting a top 10 pick, they can really start to bolster up their holes on this team, which is (laughs) a lot of them. You know, the secondary definitely needs help. Middle linebacker, you definitely need help there. And your defensive line, although it has shown um, really good signs of improvement this year compared to last, they're old. You know, Kevin Hayward, he's in his 12th year. You know, he's well into his 30s. He probably has one, hopefully two, really good competitive years left in him. That's it. Uh, Tyson Alu-Alu, um, even though he lost his starting uh, spot last week, um, you know, he's up there. He's 35 years old. And then you look at Larry Albanjobi. You know, he's probably not going to resign next year. He took a one-year deal, and he's probably going to look for a bigger contract elsewhere, and I don't see the Steelers signing him. So they need help on the defensive line as well. Then you look at the offensive line. You know, they had their skill position players pretty much covered, but their offensive line, that needs a lot of attention. So they need to fill up some really big holes uh, on this Steelers roster for them to even sniff a chance at being competitive with the likes of the Bills and the Chiefs and those types of teams. So all in all, I am so freaking happy that this Trubisky experiment is behind the Steelers now and we get to see um, Kenny Pickett come in and see what he can do for the rest of the year. So unfortunately, as you guys can already tell, uh, this episode is going to be a lot shorter uh, than most of my other ones. I have a pretty busy week coming up. Uh, I'll be going on a golf trip uh, toward the end of the week starting Thursday in Wheeling, West Virginia with a bunch of my buddies. So that should be a good time, but unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to watch the Steelers-Bills game. I will be in the middle of my round of golf on Sunday, uh, but I real I will make a prediction here real quick on the Steelers Bills uh, game. And now, look, the Bills 
realistically, you know, more than likely, they're going to win. I do have the Bills winning, but I do see the Steelers improving on offense. I think for the first time all year, they will score more than 20 points on offense. Um, They actually tied their season high last week with 20 points on offense, so I think so I do think they will score more than that this week. But this Bills offense, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, um, you know, there's been too much for the Steelers secondary and, you know, just defense in general. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a close game at the half, but the Bills will just run away with it in the second half. I have Buffalo winning 34-23, to and the Steelers... Uh, unfortunately, moved to one and four on the year. Now, I know that's not what you Steeler fans want to hear, but I am just trying to be as objective as possible. Yes, I know they beat Buffalo at Buffalo last year in Week One, but I just don't see that same thing happening again, especially with no T.J. Watt and with a banged up Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward. Uh, so one last thing on the day before we close up here, uh, my Montreal Madness bet of the week. Now, it's two weeks in a row now um, I've let you guys down. Uh, I had Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts anytime uh, touchdown scores. Uh, Jalen Hurts got me a rushing touchdown, but Lamar Jackson did it. So I am 1-2 and two in the year on my Madness bet of the week. But I'm looking to go... Two and two, back to 500 uh, with my madness bet of the week, which is an anytime touchdown for Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I think he's long overdue for a touchdown now. It seems like him and Kenny Pickett do have this uh, connection with one another. We saw that in the second half uh, of last game of last week against the Jets. So that's my madness bet of the week. Pat Fryermuth, anytime touchdown scorer uh, during the Steelers Bills game. And I think that'll do it with this edition of Montreal Madness. Uh, as always, make sure to follow me on social media. Uh, keep up the latest, greatest content that I have, um, both on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, at Montreal Madness. And have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah.